0: Hello Alliance family. Someone put a fan next to my calendar and I can't find the off switch. <laughs> At least that's the way it feels. The page is flipping rapidly. I've been traveling a lot as I tend to do as your president, feeling like I best serve the family if I know us and I'm with us as much as possible. So in recent weeks, I've been in Middleburg Heights, Ohio and Moses Lake, Washington with our Alliance churches there and today, Foxborough, Massachusetts, celebrating the good work of God taking place here in New England among the Alliance family. And I'm coming back to you today to continue a conversation that I began last month. So last month, my concern was four principles for public discourse as we engage in public debate. What's our tone? How are we going about that? Today, I'm coming internal thinking about the Alliance family and how we talk among ourselves. This isn't so much our engagement with broader culture. Now my subject today turns our attention to our engagement with ourselves. But first a story. I record it in my annual report that you're gonna receive soon, but let me foreshadow by letting you know that in late in Dr. Simpson's life, he was traveling quite a bit with Paul Rader. Rader was 35 years his junior, was new in the Christmas Year Alliance, but would lead singing and conduct other portions of the service as Simpson would travel from region to region preaching. They even traveled raising funds together for the Alliance movement. One day while traveling by train as the countryside passed by their window, Paul Rader turns to Dr. Simpson and says, Doctor, you've convicted me greatly i haven't heard you say a single word of gossip our founder responded and i paraphrase i have suffered so much at the tongues of others that i simply don't want to pass that kind of pain on with my own tongue perhaps inadvertently our founder gave us one of the keys to the success of his leadership and to the strength of the founding of our movement and that is he learned how to speak of and to each other in the body of Christ in ways that built, that blessed, that that uplifted rather than tore down or undermined. I believe that's part of the heritage of our family and I pray that will be part of our present and future as well. So I think you know that I'm very concerned as president about how we speak to one another, the tone in which we choose, the attitude, behavior, the level of trust that we show to each other. And it's no surprise that for the last decades, there's been uh, significant issues within the Alliance family that that keep emerging. Women in ministry has been st- discussed, not always in a very healthy manner, but it's been discussed. Uh, premillennialism seems to show up at council floor, every other council, and these kind of things can, Uh, rally us together and bring us uh, deeper and stronger and and more engaged as an Alliance family, pulling us in to to serve one another in love where they can separate and divide and cause mistrust and misunderstandings among ourselves. So I feel this commission both from the board of directors and in my own spirit from the Lord to, at this moment in time, to help the Alliance family to lean in engage with one another in a healthy dialogue on issues of known disagreement. Not even with the hope of fully agreeing on every subject, that's really not my goal, but my, my desire is could I lead us during this season in such a way where we engage with one another in healthy, positive ways that reflect our founder spirit, more importantly, reflect the scripture. Have you noticed that almost every time there is a reference to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives in the New Testament, it is uh, closely associated with some reference to how we treat each other? That <laughs> one of the greatest evidences of the filling of the Holy Spirit is how we treat another brother and sister in Christ. And so I'm um, eagerly some days and reluctantly other days inviting us to engage in this conversation. So to use the interrogatives, you know the how, the manner in which I wanna have this conversation, the tone that's established. The who, this is an invitation that the Alliance family engages at this time and and leans in. The when is over the course of the next couple years, the what, the content, I'll be describing more fully at council, but it basically deals with some aspects of our statement of faith and some of our polity and some of our other statements as well, divorce, remarriage, sanctity of life. But the biggest question for me today is the why. Why would I be raising these conversations? So I know I've already put fear in some people's hearts when I start talking about conversations that might lead to change. And I put fear in my own heart. I'm not one who changes for change's sake. Uh, life is too tiring for me just to change for the sake of changing. But I don't want fear to win. And there's moments of time in life and there's moments in an organization when we do step back and say, do we need to have a new conversation? You've been going to the same restaurant for years. They have a wonderful menu and it's great service and you just like this place, it's become a special spot in your life, but then new management comes in and they swap out the menu and you step back and say, do we wanna keep going here? Are you sure that we like this? Uh, Maybe we should try somewhere else. I'm just saying it's a moment in time for the Alliance family to step back and ask some significant questions And let me tell you why I would lead us to this point at this time. I take very seriously what I want to pass off to the next generation. You see, you've heard me say it numerous times for this moment in time, I have the responsibility of leading. You do as well in your own settings. A few years ago, the church was in somebody else's hands. And in just a few more years, uh, somebody else will run with it. But for this moment in time, we have spiritual corporate moral responsibility for leading the organizations which we oversee and we take that with great spiritual sincerity we receive that obligation as from the lord and we want to carry that out with due diligence but if we don't really like that which we receive from another generation don't do anything with it while we have it rather than just kind of keep it going in the same state and then pass it on to the next generation or those leaders that follow us to well you guys fix it that feels really weak or apathetic or lazy if i as your president don't like something that i inherited and then say well i'll just pass it off the next guy. maybe he'll fix it again i would feel weak apathetic or lazy in doing so So in a spirit of humility and a spirit of passion for the gospel, I I would hope that we would take a look at what we receive, celebrate that which we can celebrate. We're standing on those who've done fabulous work before us, but nobody's work endures the changes of, of all generations. So I am very concerned that at this moment in time, those of us who have the privilege and responsibility of leading the church would make every effort that we can to pass off the best form of the church that we can to those who follow us and will take up the mantle to come. Now again, I want all voices, all generations at the table as we have these conversations so that those who have ultimate leadership in the years to come will have already been at the table in framing some of these things. And you need to hear me say, I have this deep conviction and passion in my heart a prayer that I often pray, Lord, do not let me be the president that somehow unanchors us from our solid foundation of the authority of the word of God and the great theology upon which the Alliance has been founded. May I never be the one who uh, allows us to get caught up in the current of moral drift that's taken place. So uh, firmly anchored in the scripture, firmly convinced that, that uh, we have been raised up with a, a specific message. I, I do want us to be sincere about taking an honest look at what it is that we hold in our hands right now. Are there better ways of saying what we believe? Are there better ways of articulating what we already would know to be true? And so, yes, fear can arise from these conversations, but one reason that I would enter into that fearful zone is I want to hand off the church in the best possible place I can to those who follow after me. A second reason that I would want to engage us in this conversation is that it burns within my heart that we would take the name of Jesus to the peoples of the world in our lifetimes in the most beautiful and powerful and effective way possible. Is there anything within our systems, our statements, our structures that are like barnacles in a ship that need to be chipped away so that we'd be streamlined? Are there any things that deter or distract us that are really impediments along the way? And that we, by uh, rewriting or restructuring, would actually be more effective in doing what God has raised us up to do. I believe that you agree with me that we are one of God's end times families that he has raised up to complete the great commission. And so there are times that we need to take a step back and look and say, are we being as effective as we could possibly be? And so why would I engage us in these conversations? For mission fulfillment, effectiveness in completing the mission that God has called us to. Really what I'm doing in this video blog is foreshadowing a lot of what's gonna be taking place at council and thereafter, so if I'm leaving with a bit of sense of what's really going on or where does this lead, I just have to accept that yes, that's what I've done with you at this time, but know that this conversation continues and, and will be forwarded in the months to come. If you've listened to me throughout my presidency, you know that the underlying goal that I have is ownership and engagement. I long for the Alliance family to own and engage the message and mission that God has given to us. When the Alliance family owns that and engages in it, when we lean in and embrace, when we fully participate, everybody wins. Who do I mean by everybody? I mean everybody. More youth go off to Life Conference, get called into ministry. Uh, More our colleges thrive. uh, our, Our children's programs thrive. Evangelism happens. More prayer takes place. More money gets raised to the Great Commission Fund. More missionaries get sent. More unreached peoples hear the name of Jesus more churches get planted everybody wins when the alliance family engages but when the alliance family pulls away or is a passive distance from each other then everybody loses and so yes I'm inviting another round and reason for engagement with the alliance family So as we gather for council next month, this will honor the 100 year passing of our founder, Dr. Simpson. His traveling companion, Paul Rader, became the second president of the Christian Missionary Alliance and in Rader's opening address to the CMA, he quotes Simpson freely, he celebrates our founder very honorably, but then he makes it very clear that 30 years have passed since the founding of our movement And times have changed. He notes those culturally. He notes those throughout the Christian community. And the new leader lets it be known that while our message has not changed, our mission has not changed, our methodology may need to. And so, my friend, isn't it the same today? Our message is unchanging. Our our mission is still very clear, but how we go about things how we structure how we refer to things the language we use and that adjusts from time to time and we should be very very thoughtful in that so yes consider this your invitation to engagement